0: Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. Um, if you stop me on the street and ask me for uh, a photograph, uh, don't put it up on Instagram uh, making fun of me, call me an idiot, because I search, I search for my name on Instagram occasionally and I see these things, okay? And you stop me... ...in the street and ask me for a photograph. Okay? Me. So who's the fool now? The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. Okay, we're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about crazy cults. Um, Michael is on the line. Michael, you are a former cult leader.
1: Yes. I... I had a cult for many years, Dave, down in West Cork.
0: And what happened?
1: Well, we the uh, authorities got involved. Uh, it turned out one of uh, my uh, disciples was, in fact, an undercover guard named Desi Swan. He was just fresh out of the academy, a uh, detective undercover-type fellow, and mm. I took him as my I treated him like a son, I suppose you'd call him, and more than a son, a lover. And unfortunately, it turned out he was spying on me, and reporting back to the Met. The Met. and and, uh, and some things happened. I some things happened, and we had an argument, and he is dead. Oh, and so I had to had to I panicked, and uh. Got gathered everyone together in the big field at uh, about five in the morning and said, the jig's up. Uh, we're g- going up to a higher power now. Uh, we're all drinking. Uh, the Kool-Aid, as you say, actually, in this instance, it was uh, it was luxate sport, uh, to be specific. And uh, we all drank them. I bottled it, frankly, uh, last minute, even though i given the order. Uh, uh, women, children, men, dropping like flies around me. So now I've, not only have I... Literally murdered uh, poor sweet Desi I've also got I don't know what you call it Manslaughter on my hands of uh, Dozens of of, of people um, Many of which were my own relatives And uh, so that's, that's how I got to here To talk to you now Dave and,
0: and, and Michael have you been brought to justice for, for these acts
1: No I am calling you from an unspecified location uh, In Wexford
0: Is Michael your real name
1: Yes Ah, damn it.
0: So, Michael, you're in Wexford.
1: This is not Michael. This.
0: Oh, sorry, Dave. It's not worth it. Yes, <laughs> I'm in work.
1: Wexford. And my real name's Michael.
0: Um, and what are you doing now? Ferns, to be specific.
1: <laughs> what am I doing now? I'm.
0: <laughs> yeah, what are you doing now?
1: I'm standing in the middle of the drinks aisle in Super Value. And I'm just pretending to be looking for. Why? but I don't drink so uh, how, will make? Uh, um, sh- hello, <laughs> how are you Mick hello Jerry. how are you fuck uh, so just to
0: be clear Michael you're in the Fern Super Value um, if anyone is listening and that's of interest to them that's where they can find you for the next while
1: probably the next 12 minutes
0: and uh, are you? I mean, is this a confession? Then, like, are you? Are you uh, essentially turning yourself in? B- oh no, b- no, via no! If radio? anyone comes,
1: I have a gun. Okay. If anyone comes near me, I'll shoot them dead, Dave.
0: Okay, so. Uh,
1: so yeah, no, this is not. This what's supposed to a confession, technically, but uh, you're not going to take me alive,
0: right? Is okay. what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Well, look. Um, we have a um a guard on the phone. Uh, Detective Sergeant Jones. Uh how are you, Dave? So you've been listening to this call and you're you're eager to um to speak with Michael in person is that right?
2: Yes, Dave, that's right. Uh I've been listening in on my radio. I'm on the road watch today. I've got to gun out on the road and I couldn't help but notice this on the radio. I thought maybe I'll call in, try reach out to Michael.
0: What would you like Michael to do?
2: Hello there Michael. Uh Hello. I would like you to Number one, maybe put the maybe put the gun in the checkout area. You know they've got on the Saturday they have the GA club for GA do the bag packing, Maybe give it to them, and
0: not to a child though.
2: Well, no, just get it out of the, the general possession of Michael and uh, yeah. then maybe what I'd like you to do Drop it in is, one of their buckets, maybe. Yes, that's a good, good, good suggestion, Michael. Yeah, he's very on the ball, this fella. And, and then maybe go out, maybe outside and maybe put your hands in the air. Just maybe, just don't move until I get there.
0: And where are you now? Are I'm you near on the
2: body? M50, Dave. Okay,
0: how quickly could you be in France, do you think?
2: Oh, I'd say now and put on the lights, I'd say I'd be down in about 40 minutes.
0: Okay, how that, does that sound, Michael?
1: Uh, I'm not waiting 40 minutes for this. And also, uh, if you come near me, Detective Jones, Inspector Jones, whatever your role is, Sergeant Jones, I'll shoot you in the
2: face. I don't, make.
1: Oh, okay, probably won't. Probably bottle it. Like I bottle everything. How old are you, Jonesy?
2: Well, uh, I will be 26 next month.
1: That's the same age Desi was. Were you in the academy with Desi Swan? A Desi Swan?
2: Oh, Swan, mate. Some, some lad.
1: I was. He really was. You, you feel bad? He went on to be an undercover detective. A pretty distinguished mother of things. And you're stuck... On traffic duty. traffic duty Why is that?
2: Well do you know what Everyone has to do their stint of traffic duty Dave right And uh, do you know what today, today is my time to show you, Michael You can help me out Because what I could do Is I could ring my sergeant And I could say There's a mass murder In Super Value in Ferns. <laughs> I'm not going to do that Mass manslaughter Mass ma mm,
0: mm. I'd say you're Likely to get away with that
2: I don't know But mass murder anyway We'll say for argument's sake In super value and ferns And I could do that And I could have a, a squad t- A team of 20 there In 10 minutes But why would I do that When I could go down And take him myself
1: Well you've inspired me str- Handing my loaded weapon To this small young Camogie player Good man. Good man. Go sweet child Run Run with it
0: Look, I think you're doing the right thing, and I think Desi would, would would be you know would be happy that you've you're 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 giving yourself over to the law and one of his former classmates as well. I no, think I'm
1: I'm 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 about to drink. I a big two liter thing of bleach. I'm going to drink that. <laughs> as I said, you're not taking me alive,
3: Dave.
0: Okay, guys, thanks so much for phoning in. Keen is on the line. Keen, um, you're looking for a cult to join. Is that right?
3: Dave, yes, I am absolutely looking for a cult to join. Um, I've been quite cultless now for a couple of years, and um, much like the lost sheep, I am indeed looking for a flock.
0: So you you said cultless for a few years. Have you you've been in some other cults? I've
3: tried them all, Dave. Really, yeah. to be honest, um, tried all the major ones. Um, uh, Catholic, uh, Muslim, Hindu, um, uh, the, the 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 what are the other the other Protestants that have the, the slightly smaller churches, and
0: uh, the Presbyterians, the slightly Presbyterians
3: yeah, um, those are the ones. Um, you know, um, would you call those cults? Uh, well, Dave, yes, I think by their definition, they they absolutely are cults. Yeah, like uh, if you were to uh, put on robes and um, sing along with the with the words of some uh, kind of magical effervescent being, surely that would find being in a cult thinking all the same way, saying the same things. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, take your point.
3: Because I've gone back to Catholicism uh, maybe 9, 10, 11 times. Um, I, I'm just kind of a sucker for uh, Holy Communions, if I'm being honest with you. Um, just a great way to, to meet children. But uh, it's a lost cause, so worry. Really what I'm looking for now is something with a bit of fresh blood. Um, maybe something that kind of has the best of all of the various cults that I've tried. Uh, the robes of Catholicism. Uh, the inner peace of Hindus, um, the baked goods of, of the, the Jewish cults. Um,
1: whatever. They do
0: have, they do have good Gra-
3: Fantastic. I mean, goods. Jesus, you can't you can't fault it at all. So really, I, I just like something new that kind of takes a little bit of all of them.
0: Well, would you not set up your own cult, game if that's the case?
3: Dave, I, I, I've considered it, uh, but I, I just don't really... Uh, I, I just can't really find the, the kind of people that believe in the same things that I do. It's funny
0: you should say that, because... Um, Cynthia Cosgrove has been listening in and she has been struck down by your words and I think she wants to be your first uh disciple.
4: Hey, Akeen.
3: Hi. She can de- you hear me? I can hear you Heya. loud and clear.
4: Um basically there's a hole in my life, in my solar plexus, if you will, mm-hmm. and I'm also raging. The Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Um, The catechism, I wouldn't even wipe me whole with it. I beg your pardon, God forgive me. And I think maybe if you put together some sort of business plan or something for your own cult, like I'd help you with the marketing and stuff.
0: Is that, is that what you do, Cynthia? You yeah, a I'm a
4: marketer. I run two Facebook pages now, one for the local Slimmons Worlds and then the other one for Cynthia's Arts and Crafts.
3: Ooh, uh, I, I'm not currently on Facebook myself, Cynthia. There was a bit of an issue with multiple profiles, but um, if you could handle maybe that end of things, that would be I wonderful. I would be
4: happy to. Uh, I am very good at the social media and the marketing. I'm watching all the algorithms Algorithms are everywhere, Kane, and you need to surmount them before you can start your own cult. I know, because I started my own arts and crafts cult a few years ago, and uh, they the, the police ended up taking uh, the PVA glue off me. But that wasn't because of me. My son couldn't stop smelling.
3: Ah, uh, yeah, I've been down that road myself. Yeah. Um, perhaps maybe we could we could call the cult the algorithm of life. Oh, Cain, that's, that's nice. lovely. That's Isn't
0: that lovely? Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, I I don't really have much of a business plan now, Cynthia. All I really have is, uh, you know, nice robes, uh, children to be involved in in some meaningful way. uh,
0: Baked goods.
3: Definitely baked goods. uh, A degree of inner peace.
0: The algorithm of life. uh, You'll find them on Facebook pretty soon. Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks for calling in. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, Okay, we're going to move on to some other calls now. Um, Susie, you went on holidays and when you came back, you'd been replaced. Is that right?
2: Uh. That's right, Dave. Yeah. Um. So I went on holidays, you know, uh, with the girls, you know, and we, it was like our leaving search holiday. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like we finished the leaving search, and it was like mad crack. And yeah, we all yeah. went to like January for a week. It was springs. like class. But um, yeah, Dave, um, when I came home, like my dad was supposed to collect me from the airport, but like he never showed up. So I kind of got like a bit, you know, Nervous and I rang my mom and um, it just rang out. And yeah, it seemed like she had blocked me on on her phone. So what I did, Dave, is I walked from Dublin Airport to Kildare where I live.
0: It's um, a long walk.
2: It took me a, a few hours, but I didn't have any money left for a taxi. So when I got there, the, the locks on the house had been changed and um, my dog had been he had been retrained to to um, to attack me, oh God. Dave. So it was very terrifying, really. You know.
0: And when you say you'd been replaced, did they have they got an, another daughter?
2: Well, you see, Dave, I had a look in the window, and at the time, I knew that Nicolas Cage was in Ireland filming that new film he was in, and. He was sitting on the sofa wearing my juicy couture tracksuit.
0: So Nicholas Cage has replaced you in your family?
2: It would appear so, Dave. Permanently.
0: Yes. Permanently. Or, or is it just while he's doing the film?
2: Um I'm I, I can't be sure. I've I had nowhere to go, so I just slept on the lawn. And um yeah, Nicholas Cage just looked out the window at one point. And he said, and he just looked out the window and he said, I own this city. I run this bitch. That's what he said, Dave.
0: He said, I own this city. I run this bitch. What do you think he meant by that, Susie?
2: Dave, I think by city, he was referring to my father and by bitch, perhaps my mother.
0: Like, is he living your life? Is he hanging out with your friends now? Is he...
2: Well, Dave, I went down to the local nightclub, you know, um, the the TK Maxx uh, Maximum Nightclub. And, uh, TK
0: Max Maximum Nightclub.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's right, Dave. Um, it's a really cool nightclub. It's where I got my first drink yeah. when I was 16, and it was really cool. But, yeah, I saw him down with, like, you know, my boyfriend... Uh, Paddy um, and like like they were like you know they were like shifting you know on the side of the wall
0: <laughs> on the wall
2: yeah where we would always shift and they were drinking like you know they were drinking like Blue Wicked which is like my favourite drink
0: well, so what are you going to do Susie I mean what can you do
2: well um I've reached out to um John Travolta, I know they're very good friends. Saying hi, John. Uh, this is Susie here from hi hi. This is Susie here from Ireland. John Travolta loved you in Boogie Nights. Um, I know you're very close friends with Nicolas Cage, and I would just like you to come to the house that I grew up in with my family and arrest this fugitive. And I want my life back, please d- and thank you, Mr. John Travolta.
0: Did he did he get back to that?
2: Not so far, hmm. but he's seen the message. How do you know? It just those two little blue ticks, Dave. Oh, you WhatsApped him. That's how I know.
0: <laughs> you WhatsApped him. Okay, cool. Well, look, I hope John Travolta gets back to you, and I hope you can find some way of getting your life back.
2: Thanks, Dave.
0: Thanks so much for your call. It's lovely to talk to you. Uh, Rory's on the line. Rory, um, you found something down on the beach. Is that right?
3: Dave, did find something on the beach. Um, it was uh, actually crazy. So I was taking a walk with my dog, as I kind of like to do, um, maybe three, four mornings of the week. And basically what I came across was uh, a bunch of dead bodies covered in robes.
0: Oh, right. Uh, do you think this was some kind of religious cult?
3: Uh, I would suspect so. Dave. I mean, conversely, the first thing I thought was a lot of people had um, they'd been in the sea naked. They'd gone for a swim. They jumped out. They kind of uh, put on a load of robes just to kind of dry off, okay, uh, as you yeah. often do. Yeah. Uh, and somehow, somehow, some way, the hypothermia got them. Uh, I can't really be sure To be honest with you
0: How many How many are we talking about We're
3: talking about Maybe 68 or so
0: That's a lot of know. people Well that was
3: That was the first count But uh, but at that point Dave I, but To be honest with you I was in shock
0: Yeah So you might have Lost count there I might have
3: There was a couple as well That were kind of Lying on top of each other So you'd see a limb Coming out here and yeah. there uh, Big men Falling on Having fallen on Small children um, <laughs> So there's a lot of them I couldn't quite make out, and I wasn't going to be touching the bodies. In as yeah, much as you, shouldn't,
0: you shouldn't. You no. shouldn't do that. And sorry, when did this happen?
3: Uh, just about 10 minutes ago, Dave. <laughs> you're literally the first person I called.
0: <laughs> oh, would you not call the police now?
3: Well, Dave, to be honest, uh, I, normally when things happen with the police, which, which does quite a lot in my family, um, it takes them absolutely ages. I, you wouldn't believe how long it takes them. So I thought, you know what? I'm here on the beach. Uh, there's no one else around. Uh, I was listening to your show. Uh, uh, on my phone as it was. Uh, there's 68 bodies. Who else to ring? Yeah. I ring Dave.
0: Okay. Um,
3: and maybe somehow uh, somebody listening out there will, will be able to take responsibility for these 68 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. A bus driver or someone.
0: Why would you say bus driver?
3: Well, I, I presume that with the number of them they would have needed bus transport down to um, down to the, the beach. They could have hired a JJ Cavan or something. Yeah, it's a um, good point There I wasn't there
0: wasn't a lot of cars parked at the...
3: There's not a lot of cars parked around now Dave. Um, a couple of segues, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, so they had to get there somehow.
3: Could have been the segways, um, but again, can't be sure.
0: You wouldn't get that many people, though, on a couple of segways. Is there anyone else around on the beach? Or is it just yourself?
3: There, there's a fella above there on the cliffs walking a dog. but uh, I've been waving him, but he's, uh, I don't know, hes maybe he's blind, maybe just can't see me. I thought the, the sheer amount of dead bodies, dead bodies is, and coloured robes yeah. might have drawn his attention. Not at all. <laughs>
0: He's just walking the dog. Just walking the dog there. He's
3: happy. Out looks like he might be on a mobile. I don't know. It could be scratching his ear. I'm not sure. It's a distance. Is there any
0: indication of any thing that they could have drank together? Like sometimes these cults, they, you know, they drink something together or.
3: I don't. Actually, Dave, now that you mention. Hold on. I'm looking at two of them here. and One second. Actually, two of these. I can definitely confirm an idea. idea. Two of these are the happy pair twins. So, actually, Dave, I think we've got a lead. I think we've got a lead. Now, now.
0: Are you. Uh, now we're to it. Are you down kind of Greystone's kind of direction? Greystone's, yeah. yeah that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. That's where they are. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they certainly do, Dave. And I think that maybe they've, they've done something to these people. They've poisoned them in some way. I'll tell you this much for, for nothing, Dave. None of these people are smiling.
0: Are there any uh, happy pair products uh, scattered around on the beach? Or?
3: I really, there's a woman here. She looks like she's got some uh, beetroot pesto on her fingers, but I, I, it could be some other kind of purple sauce. I'm not sure.
0: Anyone else? Any other signs of uh, sauce on anyone else, or is that uh, just that's an isolated uh, case? D- uh,
3: drop a hummus on a child here. Um, this, there's an elderly man here. Um, maybe. Some sort of, I don't know, uh, some sort of risotto or something uh, in the palm of his hand. I, Dave, to be honest, they could have come down for just a dip and a bit of a picnic and uh, they might have been laced with cyanide. I don't really know. Don't, doesn't explain the robes, but then again, you know, there's a lot the happy pair do that we can't really account for.
0: They do oh. love going for a swim down there. They though. certainly
3: do, Dave. Yeah. They certainly do. And God rest them. This is the last one that will be undertaken.
0: Uh Okay, look. Roy, thanks so much for your call. No bother.
3: If, if you could maybe just kind of alert the authorities yeah, and send people down stay here. Stay there and, um,
0: and, and we'll... And
3: maybe for people who might be listening, who might be about to buy some Happy Pear products, uh, maybe don't do that just in case.
0: Just in case. I think yeah. that's good advice. Okay, Roy, there we are. We'll send, the, uh, we'll send the, the authorities down to you. Thanks so much for your call. No problem. This show is supported through our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Show. Uh, it's a free show, but you can support it by signing up to Patreon and for $5 a month, you'll get access to loads of extra content. Uh, We've got live shows, bonus calls we didn't have time for, and uh, extended cuts, uh, sometimes of certain sections of the show, and sometimes of the entire show. And there's some stuff up there for free which you can check out before choosing to become a patron. This show is completely free, but a lot of work goes into it. If you want to support us with the price of a cup of coffee or a pint once a month, that would be great. If you can't support us financially, that's okay, but please spread the word, tell some friends, share your favourite episode on social media, or if you haven't already, please... Rate and review us on iTunes, it really helps people to find the show. My special guest in studio today is no-nonsense, take-no-prisoners, Judge Joe Jury, the star of the popular courtroom show, Judge and Jury. Judge Joe Jury, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Dave.
0: For people who don't know about the show, uh, what what kind of cases do you deal with?
1: All kinds of cases, Dave. Divorce. Property law. Yep. Disputes over property. Yeah. Sexual crimes. Yeah. That's the Midnight Show. Don't do that uh, pre-watershed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot darker. White collar
1: crime taking the bankers to task for the crap they've pulled in this country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's unusual, I suppose, in other Pedos
1: <laughs> Gangland crime. I do it all, Dave.
0: Yeah, it's unusual. I suppose most of the other um, TV courtroom shows uh, tend to be sort of civil cases. They're they're not like criminal. They're not as they're not dealing with such a heavy subject matter. But you you've got the full uh, the full gambit on there.
1: The fu- I run the gamut, Dave.
0: Yeah, and then as obviously <laughs> as the show, as the title suggests, you are judge and jury on that. Judge,
1: jury, and if I had it my way, yeah. I'd be the executioner as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're pretty hard on people. Um, what's pro? What's been your most, uh, I suppose, high-profile uh, case?
1: Catherine Nevin. <laughs> she was banging every other judge in town, so I was the only one that took the case. The black widow herself. Sent her down for life. <laughs> I like to think I was the pre-tumor that took her out of the game. Yep. Yeah. That's how she died.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, look, we have some uh, callers on the line who who want to chat to you. Um, First up, we have uh, Jane, um, not her real name. Jane is in witness protection after appearing on uh, Judge and Jury. Jane, um, what what did you want to say to the judge?
5: Well, I just wanted to say... That I wasn't happy with the outcome of the trial that he presided over.
0: You didn't expect to end up in witness protection, did you not?
5: Know no, I didn't.
0: What happened, Jane?
5: They gave me a crap name. Changed my birthday. They put my birthday into the winter.
0: That's that's very distressing.
1: It was. We need to cover all our tracks, Jane. That's sorry, what... sorry. Just get you straight in my head here. Uh, Dave, We turn off the... Uh the part that sends us out over the radio for a sec. Are you Noreen Hughes? Yes. Grant, just wanted to get it clear in my head.
0: Sorry, no, we we actually can't, we're live, so we can't turn that off. That's gone out now, that that's Noreen. Well, look, um... <clears throat> well, I won't say where she is. Yeah, yeah, don't say where you are now, uh, Jane.
5: Okay, sorry, <laughs> I just got very confused there.
0: Are you still in
1: ferns? No.
0: That, that, just to be clear, then, this is, it's its Jane and she's not in France, okay? What happened, Jane, that you had to go into witness protection on the show?
5: I was walking the dog one afternoon and I realised, passing by the local sharp Busters, that I had some DVDs at home that I hadn't brought back. So I turned. Walked back to the house, collected up the digi digi videos, and brought them back down to Chartbusters. So, sure, when I dropped them back in, the fines were astronomical, David, and they immediately called the judge. He's a local, you see, he's a local from the town. And next minute, I was bundled into a Citroën C4, and I, I haven't seen my family since. <laughs>
0: And this was because you your fines?
5: That's what they said it was about,
0: yes. But you were a witness in a case, so was there something bigger going on in, in Charbusters?
1: Witness protection, that's just the the, the name for it. it. It can be used for different things.
0: Okay, so in this case...
1: It's mostly used for if you witness a crime, but sometimes if you pull off a crime, I'll change your name and send you to ferns
0: Okay, but not necessarily in ferns. Mostly ferns. Okay, so this is a form of of uh, of punishment. Then it's it's a uh, yes. Inset- it was anyway when the priests were
1: still running the show down there.
0: <laughs> Judge, jury, do you not think this woman suffered enough?
1: Maybe with your limp-wristed left-wing Dublin elitist view, but I draw a line in the sand when it comes to crime. The second you cross it, no matter how big or small, you're getting the fuck down to ferns. Jane you of- rob sweets from a baby or you kill your publican husband. It does, There's no jumping. It's just straight away. It's the same to me. It's a wash.
0: The next caller I have is a Stephen. Stephen, uh, you were bailiff for the first three seasons of the show. And and worked very closely with Judge Jury.
3: Alright, yeah, tell you this now. I was the bailiff. I loved working with Judge Jury. He was a good man, professional, real nice. Real nice. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. No problem, any time.
0: And and what happened that you left the show after the first three seasons?
3: Look, I tell you, basically what happened was that um he has a procedure. Uh do not whatever you do, do not knock on a door. I was kicking doors for years, kicking doors left. Right, centre, glass doors, patios, wh- whatever you have uh, Anyway, me knee's gone So, uh, um, bail, uh, not so much uh, He doesn't believe in it
0: He doesn't believe in, in granting people bail? Not at all Um,
3: so Never heard of it it's, As he says himself, ferns are death Yeah Ferns are death, he has it on a t-shirt and on.
0: Oh you can buy those uh, on the on on the J and J Online. J
3: and
1: J Online. Yeah. Ferns are death, uh to Heller to Ferns. There's just a whole range of merch.
3: Keep calm and go to Ferns. That was a good one. I got that big grant. I had Ferns always a big seller.
0: it in that in that kind of classic uh New York style game, <laughs> <you're> exactly <laughs>
3: correct. Uh-huh.
1: I got one with Shake of print, but there's a, like a little uh, dream bubble over his head. <laughs> And it's just the, the township of Ferns in the dream bubble. And, uh, uh, then a- and he's got a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I got emotional thinking of the communist revolutionary leader, Che Guevara, being mad for a Wexford town.
3: <laughs> who wouldn't be, right? Ferns. Greatest town of them all. The city that never sleeps.
0: Okay, I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank John Morton, Ali Fox, Eva Spratt and Peter McGann. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug? I'll go around the room. Ali.
4: Yes, um, I am producing and running a fundraiser for an upcoming production called 48. Uh, the fundraiser will be in the Workman's Main venue on the 12th of December. The play is... Um, uh, Written by Gemma Kane. Um It's a story about her parents' escape from uh, the Stardust nightclub in February 1981. True story. And we're going to put on the show in Smock Alley in April. So raising funds and awareness about this tragedy. Brilliant. So it's the 12th of December and tickets are on sale through Eventbrite. We'll have Tony Campwell and Camille and John Dennehy doing improv. It'll be comedy, spoken word, gas.
0: Brilliant. Hey John.
3: Uh, I'm going to be part of a little event called Pulp Injection. I'm going to get in there right now before Peter McGann does. It's on December the 3rd in the Workman's Club. Uh, two live, very pulpy uh, radio plays, but this time with a Christmas spin. Um, and written and directed by uh, Peter McGann.
0: Do you want to add it in there, Peter?
3: I uh, don't want to you, have done it all. You
0: said that
1: it's out. this episode is going in December 3rd. Let's face it, there's still going to be tickets left. So if you like what you heard. Now, please come, please tonight. come. Just just run tonight. straight down to the work. Event bright
0: yeah. as well. I love you, Eva.
2: Um, I can't, oh, I can't say anything now. Uh, uh, just follow me on Twitter at uh, spradysplash, and there will be stuff coming up, and I'll tell you about She's it. The gas
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, it's a table Also, it's for a Christmas present. Buy yourself tickets to my show, Personal Space, or yeah, Personal Space Volume Two. It's on in January. Buy tickets for that.
0: Where's that on uh,
1: Small Cali? boy school they'll be on sale Stephen Colford Hannah Mammons like two
0: dream gun people so if you like that shit you probably like our shit (laughs) if you like shit Uh, I'd like to plug a show I'm doing for Improv Fest uh, tomorrow December 4th at 10pm in the Teachers Club it's called Improv TV Pro Wrestling and it's where me and Stephen Bradley who's been on the show before improvise a pro wrestling show it's a lot of fun and you can buy tickets on improvfestireland.com or I'm sure there'll be uh, tickets on the door as well in the night Uh, Thank you to the HeadStuff Podcast Network for having us, and to John O'Farrell for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening.
3: This podcast is part of the HeadStuff Podcast Network.